The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yes! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up, everyone? I'm Nick Eatman here, and it's another edition of Cowboys Storyline. This is episode number four. Number four. Who do you think our guest should be for number four? Tyler Smith. But that's okay. We tried. We tried to get Dak. Didn't really work out. We did hear it's going to be next week, but hey, Tyler Smith, that's still, he's the guy He's the guy going to be blocking right in the front there. Looks like at left guard right now. Can't wait to talk to him about a lot of things, about moving from tackle to guard and, and ask him about wearing number 73 and just, just a lot of cool things there and a really fun guest to have on the show, so we're excited for him. As we do every day on Cowboys Storyline, we're going to talk about the storylines. We're going to see what, what's happening here uh, at Cowboys camp. The pads have come on, starting to feel like football again. Kind of feels like Texas a little bit, too. The, the heat has is, is been a little warmer than, than I thought, but it's okay. Not complaining, obviously, uh, but but it is it, it is an intense. When, when you have those, you know, the heat intensity battles, you're going to get a little bit of fight. Haven't had any fights yet, but that's my prediction for the end of the week. I'm, we'll, we'll be seeing some of that. Tempers are starting to flare a little bit. That's not one of the storylines. Okay, you have to start with the biggest surprise of, of camp. And it's not any player that, that's a rookie or anything. There are some of those. But the biggest surprise to me is the fact that Zach Martin is still not here. That, that's just a surprise. That's not two weeks ago you would have said, hey, Zach Martin won't even be at Oxnard. I would have been shocked. And I am still. And, and it's... I don't care what you make. Fifty thousand dollars is a lot. Every single day it keeps keeps adding. So uh, you know that that's a that's a big storyline there. Jerry Jones made some comments about it, uh, which we did address on the last show. But you know it, it's starting to kind of see that. I'm not saying he's getting annoyed by it, but but it's he's he's being firm in his answers of hey he'll get here when he gets here. We know the consequences, and he's facing them right now and 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 it just doesn't seem like the cowboys are ready to budge on that just yet and i've always you know always been told it's not really a, a real holdout until you start missing game checks now you're missing fifty thousand a day that's 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 somewhat of a holdout but um i don't think it's going to go that long I'll, I'll be stunned i mean i'm shocked now i'll be super stunned if he's not at camp at some point here in Oxnard, that's just a that's just a huge commitment. I think he's making his point. Not sure if it's going to matter much. He's making his point, um, but they do need him. Yes, Zach Martin could come right in and play, but Tyler Biotish needs him, and 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 Steele needs him. And if it's well, let's go on the right side. They need him there. Continuity wise, it's good. And also, don't forget about the other side. These defensive tackles, Amazi Smith, Osa Odigizuas, when they're going up against Zach Martin in practice, that's a good thing. You know, they, that certainly helps them as well. One of the guys, though, that that starting to factor into the mix here is T.J. Bass, his rookie uh, from Oregon. He's actually doing some some nice work uh, at guard, and he's. He would be one of the, the young players, I think, that, that's doing some good work. All right, that's that's one of the storylines. Uh, another storyline always is, is injuries. Hasn't been too bad, knock on wood, if this is real wood, knock on wood. Um, 
I was kind of getting worried a little bit uh, about a, a show jinx because we had Trayvon Diggs on, and then he had a toe injury and didn't practice for like four days. Then we had Dorrance Armstrong, and he had a hamstring injury. So when we got Jake Ferguson, I was all expecting something happened. Nothing did. We'll get Tyler Smith here coming up. Hopefully it's all good. Not comparing it to like a Super uh, a Sports Illustrated cover or anything like that. But, you know, no one likes to have a jinx like that. But I don't think that's the case. Uh, Dorrance, as I said, hamstring injury. Sam Williams, shoulder, just limiting him a little bit. Diggs did come back with a, a toe injury. was supposed to be limited. Here's how this stuff works out here. This is what Des Bryant was so good at, and this is what this team needs. It's who is going to be the one to kind of piss people off and get everyone even more, uh, you know, they just get the intensity level raising here at camp. And that's what happened with Dak and Diggs. They have this little connection where they just get under each other's skin. We saw it in, in the past. We've seen it like at Hard Knocks and a couple years ago. And there's something about, because Diggs doesn't talk a lot, but there's something about Dak that just, just gets under him. And I think he didn't like the fact that they were testing him a lot with the toe. And so he, he, he gave up a few passes earlier, but then made a huge play around the goal line with, uh, against Cavante Turpin, showed that speed to stay with him on the sideline. I think uh, Trayvon is going to be fine. A lot of barking going on back and forth, but that was certainly a good thing. All right, and then the last storyline, which we just missed, uh, on last uh, the, the last episode was the running back situation with Ronald Jones. The the suspension was announced about a minute after we got off the air, which seems to happen. But so he's been suspended two games. I think he's already appealed it, and that's this is what what it's going to be. Um, he gave a really good answer. I thought. I mean, I thought he he, he you know he owned it and, and said what the issue is now. Now, he, he basically said, I want to be clear. I want to clear my name as well. He goes, this is not performance enhancing. He, he talked about having um, a, a medical condition that runs in his family. Uh, he took some medicine that was prescribed. And so he says that, that you know, he, he, he kind of called out the league, so to speak, of, hey, or, or at least these players need to be protected more and better than this. So we'll see if anything comes of it right now. He's going to miss two games. So that's – the. What happens now? What does that mean? Was he going to make the team anyways? And I'm not sure about that. I, I think all that was up in the air. I think the whole running back position is up in the air after Tony Pollard. And even that is up in the air on how much he's going to be the number one guy. Third and one, does he get the carry? Third and goal from the two, do they try to get Tony Pollard in there like they would with Zeke? You know, that's... That's the question that we're going to all figure out. I think Ronald Jones could have kind of been that guy. I still think Malik Davis is going to have a role in that. Um, we've got some questions that we're going to answer later on um, about uh, that that uh, position specifically. So we'll, we'll do that. But but running back is is a position that we've all been, been watching. Um, and then I guess I'll just – the elephant in the room, if you will um, – I don't think this means that Ezekiel Elliott has a better chance to come back. I really don't. I don't think that's going to happen. He has not signed with another team. But I'm just not seeing that that scenario at the moment. I'm not gonna, I wouldn't close the door. You never close the door on that. I just don't think that happened. In fact, when I was talking to someone about that situation, 
And I said, this is confirmed on the, the suspension? Yes. And I said, so does this mean? And I was told no. Like, he knew I was going to ask about Zeke. So, and I was. But, but apparently for right now, nothing has changed on that front. All right. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Tyler Smith. Can't wait to talk to him. Stay with us here on Cowboys Storyline. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? And talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back to Cowboys Storyline. As promised, we've got Tyler Smith. And, you know, usually we could just say offensive lineman or tackle or guard. Can I call you guard right now? Can I say guard, Tyler Smith? That's where you're playing. Or do... Let's keep it offensive lineman. Okay. Guys. You All can right. never – you want to be versatile, guys. you got to be versatile out here. <laughs> we'll keep it as an offensive lineman. Maybe he's telling, trying to tell us something about that. No, um, but I'll ask you about that. But the versatility and 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 moving back and forth. I thought, I thought honestly, I thought you were robbed for not getting any uh, rookie of the year uh, accolades last year, just because what you were doing, left tackle, left guard, in the middle of a game, in the middle of practice, it seemed like it was it was a really big deal, and it was. How tough was it for you? And was it a little bit more natural than you thought? I mean, obviously, you know, early on it was a challenge. Like, you know, I can't lie. 
Um, you know, starting in training camp, I had mostly guard reps. You know, unfortunately, Tyron went down with his injury. You know, I was kind of thrusting and having to play tackle like 10 days from the season opener. And so throughout the season, like just kind of having to switch from like guard to tackle, like it was a challenge, but it was one that I can honestly say, you know, my O-line room helped me with guys like, you know, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, T. Steele, Jason Peters especially, you know, just helping me out, helping me transition, you know, giving me little tips, giving me little uh, little keys to the game that really just helped me through that. And so, you know, the biggest thing for me was to just be solid through it, to, you know, work it because uh, Zach, he pulled me to the side one day and he said, listen, he said, you know, it's going to be a challenge, but this is probably the best thing for your career early, early on is to just see this type of adversity and like go through these situations where you're having to do this. And so, you know, I definitely embrace that. So as I said to you uh, before we, we uh, before you start taping here, I said, this is a fan show. So I get some fan questions here. And there's one that was specifically what I was about to ask you here. So this is from Chris C here. Um, question is, what's the biggest challenge moving back and forth? So specifically, in the middle of a game, when you're like left tackle, left guard, what changes the most other than maybe the size and speed of the guy you're facing? I mean, the technique aspect is probably the most different. You know, when you're at tackle, you're moving in a lot of space. So you're always really quick out of your stance. Your movements can be a little bit more natural and fluid because you're operating in space against smaller guys. Whereas in guard, you know, all your steps have to be perfect precise they have to be fast your movements are tighter your windows for seeing things occur are way smaller because you're in a phone booth so you know you could be looking left to right and things are just flying so you really just gotta you gotta really kind of understand defenses more you gotta understand like defensive games more you gotta understand how to really work your leverage in a lot of aspects at guard whereas with tackle it's just a little bit more natural for me because, you know, I played it more. Yeah. So, I've always heard when those college quarterbacks that try to transition to receiver, they, they kind of understand what, what the quarterback is, is wanting because they played it. When you play guard now and knowing you've played most of the season at tackle, do you have a better understanding of what the tackle wants out of his guard and vice versa? Almost definitely. Like, you know, from a communication standpoint, definitely. Like, you know, any call I get, you know, I'm going to echo it to my tackle because, like, I know – when I'm at tackle, you know, I need to hear that call because I'm at the edge of the line. You know, I'm hearing linebackers talk. I'm seeing things occur on the edge, but getting that call from my guard, you know, is pivotal in me being able to do my job. And, you know, in pass pro and stuff, I'm making sure that, you know, I'm helping the center, but also got eyes on my tackle because, you know, I know he's out there battling his butt off trying to, you know, block that end or whatever the case may be. So just definitely, you know, making it as easy for everybody as possible is kind of what you should try to do. So. It's kind of funny. You're talking about the center and the left tackle now. You think any guard in the history of the NFL has had to play next to two people who have the same name as him? You got Tyler here and a Smith here. I mean, that's is it ever confusing at all? So, so like we have nicknames to kind of assist with that because it does get weird. So like. I'll know, uh, like, sometimes people call me Sizz, like, sometimes Sizz. sometimes they'll call me, you know, they'll be like, T, no, nah, T is Tyron, right. Tyler is, you know, Biotish, and then they'll call me, like, Sizz or something like that, so I know they're talking to me specifically. But it is kind of confusing at times, especially in film. Like, you know, I always give a look, uh, and I'll be like, they'll be like, Tyler. I'll look, I'll be like, what's up, coach? Like, what we looking at here? They'll be like, no, Tyler B. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. okay. So that is, it is a funny little thing. You know, we all got, you know, we got Smith. Yeah. yeah we got a whole bunch of Smith, so. Well, <laughs> I do have some some fan questions about that. Okay. Aspiring journalists, 
sends, sends one at least every day. Ask Tyler who is the best T. Smith on the team. Why are y'all trying to, okay. man? I think we're all beautiful in our own way, guys. That's what you got to understand. Okay, okay. So, beautiful, and now now we're going to get to beauty and the beast. The next question, Justin Hublick. Who's the strongest on the team, you, Tyron, or Mozzie? Man. Or, or are we missing someone else? I mean, we got some really strong guys. Like, I ain't going to lie. If I had to... I think we all have certain strengths. I think in terms of grown man strength, like if you're looking yeah. for the, the strongest grown man on the team, it's probably Tyron. I ain't going to lie. Cause you know, he like in his 30s. He got like all his grown man strength going. Yeah. He's been training for like over a decade, really throwing guys. So, you know, I'll give him the grown man strength aspect. But when it comes to, you know, being a strong dude, I'm going to slosh myself, guys. You go for Remember yourself? That. I'm pretty good for myself, guys. Don't I, I, you ain't got to worry. I got some... I got some stuff in the tank. <laughs> so, have you have you gone up? I mean, you guys have gone up one on ones with with Mozzie, obviously. Yeah. I mean, for as a, for a rookie or really for anybody, do you, you see? Man, that guy's got some. Oh yeah, he got some oomph, guys. Don't make no mistake. You know, Mozzie, he's a, a young talent. He's a really strong kid, like, and he's gonna be great. He's a strong guy. I'm a writer. I, I need to know what do we? How do we spell that word? Oomph. Oomph. O o. MPH? I mean, that, whatever you say is what we're going to go with. I like it. O-O-M-P-H. All right. Liberal arts major. All right. <laughs> no, this Linguistics. Just, this is just us talking. I mean, forget any of this other stuff. When's that coming back? Man. You know, we don't know, guys. I ain't, I ain't going to lie. You know, obviously, you know, there's some things that, you know, need to be resolved on his end. Yeah. And we're hoping we get him back as soon as possible, yeah. being that, you know, he is one of, if not the greatest guard in the league. But, you know, he has things that, you know, got to be handled. Right. And, you know, when he gets back, he's going to come back and give us everything he got. Yeah, so. you know, I would just, I'm playing with you. Don't want to, oh, yeah. you don't need to get into oh, other yeah, people's yeah. business. However, it, is it opportunity for, I mean, there's there's younger guards that are getting in there. I know there's some there's some uh, rook, rookies and, and, and younger players that are getting some valuable reps right, right. now. So, and Zach seems like the kind of guy that could step right in. So it's kind of, it could be a win-win if it all works out here. Oh, yeah, it's, val- it's definitely valuable, you know, in the, in the fact that, you know, those young guys get to get those reps against the ones. You know, they get to rotate in. You know, we're really – we're seeing how much depth we have as an O-line, for real. Like, we're seeing, you know, how how guys can perform when, you know, they got to step up and go against, like, you know, a real challenge. You know, we, we rotate more. Sometimes we're rotating less because, you know, we don't mm-hmm. have as many guys. But – it's all good work. I'll definitely say that. It's all really good work. Yeah. You mentioned his name earlier, Jason Peters, and we have a question from Brandon Laurie about that, about just what he was able to give you last year and really everybody. I mean, you, you got a chance to come into a situation and where you were surrounded by future Hall of Famers, including Jason Peters. What, what did he specifically bring? Man, Jay, I'm, Jason was pivotal for me, guys. Like, you know, I can't – you know, I give the man so much props because he came in, man – you know, he explained to me, he's like, you know, I'm 42, bro. You know, I done done everything, or 41 or 40 or whatever he was at the time. He was like, you know, I done everything I need to do. You know, he said, if my number's called, I'll be ready. But he said, you know, I'm here to I'm here to get you right. You know, I'm here to make sure you operate in that full capacity. He just gave me so many secrets to the game, like things that I didn't understand, you know, coming out of college just because I was a young player and, you know, I hadn't really been around, like, anybody ahead of me that had gone on to that next level and was operating at, you know, that super elite level. He just imparted knowledge on me. You know, guys like Tyron and Zach did it as well. Like, 
just having those guys who you know are going to the Hall of Fame, who are extremely fundamentally consistent, who been against almost every guy in the league. When I say Jason had been against almost everybody, I swear, I could call him the Oracle sometimes, guys, because he'd be like, what you think he going to do on this play based on the way he lined up? And, like, this is a play from, like, a game this year. Like, this is like a 2022 game. You know, we're going through, we scouting him. He'd be like, I bet he going to go inside, watch. Boom, boom, and sure enough, like, he would go inside. So, he like, when you see him lined up like so-and-so, know he finna do this. And, like, so I just take that to heart. And there was one game where, you know, I wasn't punching well. And he said, hey, man, just calm down. He said, when you go out there, he said, just reach out and grab him. Just reach out and touch him. And I was like, man, like, like I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, is it really like, you know, is it that easy to just reach out and touch him? But I, sure enough, like, I kicked out. I reached out and I grabbed him. I said, oh, oh, I, like, I got him. You know, I was excited. I came back silent. He's like, what I tell you? And so it was stuff like that, bro. So, you know, that's that's big bro for sure. Like, you know, he did a lot for me. He, he was 42. Could you see yourself? Even I mean I know you don't want to get ahead of yourselves, but I mean could you see yourself playing that that long? Man, if I am blessed to do so, awesome. But comma, that's a lot of years, man. Yeah. Like he's an anomaly, bro, and he moving well. Like guys, don't make no mistake. This is no this is no <laughs> regular world. Forty two years old. This is like, you know, this is a different human being. Forty two years old or forty one. He's not even forty two guy. He like forty one. Yeah. Let me just – I ain't going to disrespect. He's 41 or 40. He was a college tight end, too. Yeah, he's a college tight yeah. end. Watch some of his highlights, yo. Uh-oh. Trust me. I've watched his highlights, okay? I'm an I Arkansas said, guy. I, I've seen him. I was hey, like, who is this big boy? Hey, yeah. He can move, He dude. can move, bro. One, one more big guy that could move, um, Larry Allen. You wear his number. And what, what does – what does his game mean to you, and what does it mean to wear the 73? I mean, obviously, you know, it's an honor, man. You know, when I when I picked this number, you know, I understood, you know, the history behind it, you know, the weight that it carries. You know, Larry Larry's game was, you know, it was unlike anything at the time, extremely strong dude, almost, you know, unnatural strength, you know, legendary strength, right. whatever you want to call it. And just like, you know, the grit that he played with, you know, the, the adversity that, you know, he faced coming up and how he powered through that to, you know, become this great, you know, this great guy, you know, this great football player, you know, this dude who, uh, you know, whose legend will live on long after he's gone. Like, that's huge for me. And so, you know, I definitely, it's not lost on me how much it means. You know, I definitely intend to, you know, carry it on the right way. I tell you what, it really is impressive to have, to see younger players that embrace the, the, the history of the team and, and, and the NFL, because uh, it doesn't happen a lot. And, and it's, you know, nowadays it's hard for younger guys to know that much about the, the past, but it is it's refreshing to hear that from you. And, and especially Larry Allen is, is one that you're right, he will. He'll, he'll be, uh, we'll be talking about him and him chasing down the Saints linebacker. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the highlight. Yeah, I've seen the highlight. Yeah. yeah. He said, Larry Allen. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. A dare, dare. That horse. guy's 325 pounds. <laughs> you've seen it. You've seen it. Flat footed. Yeah, yeah. We might have to go watch that again. All right. All right. We'll, we, we expect you to be chasing down people if there's an interception that happens, but we, we don't want to. We don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that, but I have chased down somebody before, guys. All right. It exists. Right. It exists? <laughs> all right. We're we going to need to find that as well. All right. Tyler, thank you so much, no or T-Sizzle, or T, or Mr. Smith, whatever we, we can call you, 73. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank right, you. Man. Appreciate it. All Appreciate right, we'll be you. right back here for the final segment. We're going to answer more of your questions. 
The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back to Cowboys Storylines. All right, it's time for the final segment here. In this segment of Cowboy Storylines, as always, we're going to really dive into these fans' questions. We'll just wait till we get back to the star. We get back to the star, we're going to have a lot of phone calls. We're going to we're going to we're going to go at it. We're going to battle, not really, but we're going to it's going to be fun. I can't wait to kind of have that uh, engagement. Right now, you guys ask the questions and I answer it and it's the end of it, you know. But still, it's good. Definitely want to thank Tyler Smith for for being here. That was a lot of fun. Uh, he's just a he's just a cool guy, just kind of chill, you know. But then he's got a mean streak to him, as all the good offensive linemen do. And so I'm glad we didn't see that side for sure. All right, let's go to the questions. This one, this is the name. This is his Twitter name, Alan Sad since '96. Huh? Seems like a Super Bowl thing. All right, with the new system in place and some of the struggles Dak had with interceptions last year in terms of timing balls, banging off receivers' hands, do you anticipate him playing more snaps than normal in preseason or just playing the dress rehearsal game for a series or two? Oh, as great as that sounds. That sounds great. Give him more snaps. And I used to be in that, in that mode. Let him play. But when you've seen your quarterback crunched like he was in Seattle, I'm talking about... Romo or any player, I think 
Michael Vick maybe one year, long time ago, carted off the field. I mean, just you just your preseason and you have your quarterback that gets hurt. What a punch to the gut that would be. As great as it would be to give him a little bit more timing and reps and all that and new offense. I don't know. And I think the reason why that I, I, I convinced myself that I don't like that him playing anymore other than the injuries is I go back to the Tampa opener two years ago. You remember he got hurt against the Giants week, what, six, five? Missed all year. Comes back. Missed some time in camp because he had the shoulder or armpit injury or whatever he had. Didn't do anything. Then he goes to Tampa and plays lights out, you know, 400-something yards. Easily could have won that game, lost at the final second. He played great. I thought that that game, don't let Nate Newton hear you, but I thought it was a moral victory because I thought it, what it did to the morale of the team, they went on a winning streak. I thought, but, but that right there was like, all right, they really don't need to play in preseason because Dak was obviously ready to play. And go back and look at this team for the most part. And that Tampa game last year was terrible. We all know that. But for the most part, this football team comes out and, and, is, and does a really good job in the preseason. I mean, I'm sorry, in, in the first month of the season. And it, last year included. I mean, they lost the first one bad, but then it came back with Cooper Rush and still won the rest of the games in September. So what they're doing in the preseason works. I wouldn't change it at all here. All right, Mayo has a question here. Based on performance only in training camp so far, how would you rank the wide receiver position? Whew. Based on performance only, not your expectations coming in or any of that stuff. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I, there's no surprise. I mean, CD has been number one, in my opinion. CD is everything that you want him to be. And also, you got to remember, too, is who he's going up against. He's going up against the top corners, and he's looking. he looks really good. Brandon Cooks is right there. Um, Gallup has made some plays. Um you know, we can rank, I can rank them differently, but that's one, two, and three for you, so it really doesn't matter. And my producer here, Chris Beam, at the at the break had an outstanding point. He actually gave me the roster, and, and he's he's totally right. Is there's 13 receivers here. Five are making the team. Five have have already made the team. The other guys, it's what, eight guys for, for one spot on the roster, maybe two spots on your practice squad. And of course, you can call some guys up. So being on the practice squad is not the end of the world. You still could play. But there's not a lot of spots here if we assume, and I think we should assume, Jalen Tolbert is making the team. And he's looked pretty good out here. Why would you give up on your third-round pick? There's no reason to. You want to see progress. He's showing that. Let's see what he does in the games. I don't know how Turpin doesn't make this team. Turpin is an all-pro returner from last year. Not just Pro Bowl, all-pro. We saw, in, even in the preseason, but we saw how dynamic he can be. Teams remember that in the season. They kicked away from him. He, he had some plays. Now he's doing it on offense, too. So, after that, uh, I, I like what I've seen out of Jalen Brooks. Who hasn't? I mean, he's been really good. A lot of that's based off expectations because he didn't do a lot in college. He has looked good. Uh, Jalen Marino Cropper has done a nice job. Uh, he's a rookie. Simi Fajoko makes plays. I mean, he's, he's, he's doing pretty good as well. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not answering it to, to rank, but those are the guys that are kind of the ones that are really head and shoulders, I think, right now vying for the, the, those final spots there at wide receiver. So it's going to be fun to watch. And, of course, I say this every year too. 
We're not even talking about Dontario Drummond, but he'll make a one-handed diving catch in the fourth quarter of a game against Jacksonville for a touchdown maybe, and it's like, oh, well, where does Drummond fit in? It always happens. The games matter, and it, it, it'll be really cool to see that. All right, Sean Lawson. Who, who's the next three players to be inducted into the Ring of Honor? If you had to put one person from the pre-Jerry days, who would it be? Here's why I like this question. Next three players, you said. You said players. Not meaning any coach or anything like that. So I don't have to answer that because you said players. So I'm going to talk about players. And you said if you had to put one person from the pre-Jerry days, which means I'd only have to include Everson Walls because he did play one season with Jerry and Jimmy, who we're not mentioning. No, I'm mentioning him. I'm just saying I don't have to answer this. I don't know when Jimmy's getting in the Ring of Honor. That'll happen at some point, I hope. Um, we all hope. Um, Everson Walls, I would include in that list, but he was technically with Jerry. So, who are the next three players to be inducted to the Ring of Honor is the first question. Next three, uh, DeMarcus Ware, I think. And I could see maybe Everson Walls. Maybe Witten and Romo. And yes, I think they will both go in. Uh, so, where Witten and Romo? Maybe together. But I don't ever like that together. I mean, just give them their moment. I mean, they didn't they didn't always play together, you know. I mean, but but still, Drew Pearson, I think Larry Allen and Haley all went in together. Didn't really match, but I don't think either one of them cared. Uh, if you had to put one person from the pre-Jerry days, who would it be? kind of think Harvey Martin was pretty good. Harvey Martin, Cornell Green. Those two, those two would, would I would say I like Too Tall Jones, but I think I definitely think Harvey Martin. And I, Nate Newton deserves to be up there as well. I know he doesn't he he doesn't ever care to talk about it, but Nate should be up there. All right, Brandon Gange. He's from North Dakota. He said, how's my guy Hunter Lipke looking? Tough to see right now. Hasn't made a huge difference. Again, it's only a couple days of pads. Wait till we, we get to a little bit more. I think preseason is going to be the spot for him. I really think. I, he'll, he'll get some reps. He'll, he'll run the ball in, in preseason games. Uh, we'll see what he does kind of as an H-back type guy out of the backfield. I think it's tough to gauge what he's doing right now. He hasn't stood out that much. He's a preseason game guy uh, for me. All right, I'm gonna run through the questions here. I got I got a few, and uh, we are running up here against time. Joe Simpson, does it make sense to shop some of this depth around before we lose it to the waiver wire? I know it's early, but there's no way we can keep all this talent. We do have some issues with O line depth. Yeah, we say it every year too. We we never think that some some guys are going to come back to the practice squad or whatever, and they they tend to. I I do think there's a lot of depth at D line. Uh, that's probably what you're talking about there. Um, some issues on the O line depth, sure, especially with with Zach Martin being out. But with Zach being out, we're kind of getting to see these guys a little bit more. All right, Bud Gonzalez, how's Isaac Alarcon doing on the defensive line? Really interested to see if he makes the roster. Making the roster is going to be tough for Isaac. There's no doubt about it. Um, where I do think he, he can have a, a factor in, I've said this before, as he was a roster exemption guy, which means you got one more guy on the practice squad. 
so you had the 17th guy. He doesn't have that anymore. However, because he plays defensive line and he has offensive line experience, he technically could make the practice squad. That could give you two guys that could actually put in the scout team. He could play some offense. He could play some defense, and he could do it rather well. So it's almost like having a two-for-one. If they decide to keep him on the practice squad, I think to not only develop him, but that would be a reason. All right, Jake Benoist, other than kicker, which position group makes you the most nervous before the preseason? Running back, offensive line depth, those two. Freddie, his question, who's getting more reps on kick and punt returns, Turpin or Deuce? Preseason, Deuce. I, I, he's going to have to make some, some big plays. I still think Turpin's pro bowler guy. I, don't, I wouldn't. He's my guy right now. But I do want to see what Deuce can do. Two more. Does Dustin? Uh, this is from Dustin Low Miller. Is the is this the fastest you've seen this team look? Seems like both sides of the ball they're really flying around. It's faster and quicker than previous years. It doesn't stand out to me like that. I, I I'm not saying you're wrong. I just haven't seen that as much as just straight speed. I haven't seen that yet. Um, receivers do look pretty fast, but. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't go there just yet as, as comparing it to others. And then last one, King Griff. Do you think Ronald Jones could be released before his suspension? He could. Don't have to. It's two games. Run him in the preseason. He, he could even get hurt. He could even be banged up, and, and he would still be suspended. I, I, I think let's keep it going. It's, it's, it's only two games. It'll give some other guys an opportunity. I, I'm not saying he's a lock to make the team, but uh, we'll see what happens. You don't have to cut him just because it's – it's two games. All right, guys, really appreciate you sending the questions. Uh, as we said before, can't wait to get on, on the phone line with you guys and, and, and talk about uh, this team. It's really a lot of fun. So uh, I want to thank Chris Beam. He's more than a producer. He does a little bit of everything. He provides shade, too, in a good way, too. When you say he's providing shade, it's like real, real shade. All right, so for Chris, Tyler Smith, and for all you guys for sending questions, thank you so much. I'm Nick Eatman, and we'll see you next time on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?